Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Yellow Card. Let's dive right into this weekend's performances and there've been some amazing matches right from Friday up until Monday night football. Hi Dipen, what are your thoughts about this weekend and what did you think about all the matches? Another lovely weekend. I don't know if I'm enjoying this season much more or is just that this season has turned out so much better or started so much better because it's so unpredictable but things have finally started to go as per plan for the top clubs everyone getting the result as they wanted and i'm not missing anyone out when i say top clubs but the surprise starters have started to falter a little bit so the excitement keeps on growing and let's tr- just straight away get into it with league leaders liverpool finally you get to say that this season well like you said the pain things are finally falling into place all is well with the world again the red half of merseyside is on the top of the table and i could not be more happy i am absolutely overjoyed it is still very early days uh make no mistake about it very honestly i thought liverpool put on a very very average performance i was not elated at all i think that we haven't really turned on the energy and the enthusiasm match after match and week after week like we did last season and maybe for the last two seasons now it's probably natural quite frankly because we've won the champions league two seasons ago we've won the premier league so probably there's a lot of tired feet in the liverpool camp and and that's the only excuse i could possibly think of uh, quite frankly it was we looked tired there's a lot more that i would probably expect out of a regular liverpool performance that was just not there and you can't just blame van dijk because i think at the end of the day we lacked the energy that we have which we see so often the good part was that again only champions and winners come out on top even when they're not playing their best and that's exactly what we did we dug it out i i wasn't really elated with the yota offside again because var is playing its part again and i am absolutely you know literally appalled is if i could think of words which are even more emphatic to describe how upset i get because if you look at what happened uh, my interpretation of what happened is that Mane went for the ball, bumped into the keeper. The defender went after Mane, got the ball, thereby playing Yota on side, and Yota scored. It is not an offside. It should never have been a foul, and that goal should have stood. Having said that, with time running out, what happens is Shakiri, who played a scintillating pass to Yota in the Champions League, did the same again this weekend in the Premier League, and. lo and behold we scored and it was an amazing ground out victory i think the cause for concern over here is the fact that yes we lacked energy our central defense is a big issue i don't think that uh, gomez cuts it at all as a senior defender i i think actually philips had one of the best games he possibly had i think he was a, he was he was a man of the match and it was amazing you know you could see the fact that you didn't feel any fear with him he really 
showed that he can play that part. Uh, I think actually the youngsters from a centre-back position for Liverpool will probably come good this season and hopefully be given a chance to shine. But you know what, Gomez should really do better. Uh, that, that, that's one thing that I need to say. Chirag and War love story that continues. Or maybe Liverpool and War the love story continues. But yeah, despite that and despite not having two of the regular starters as centre-backs, and not having two of the regular starters of midfield. Even despite all of that, uh, Liverpool came out and got the win. It was a hard-fought, scrappy win, but nonetheless, it's a job well done. So, I think a lot of heart should be taken from that. And a lot of the other teams, uh, the title hopefuls, should be a little wary. Because despite having a depleted side against West Ham, were doing reasonably well so far. So... That's that's a lot of positives to take from that. Let's move on to the other title hopeful per se. Manchester City winning 1-0 against Sheffield. It was a very controlled but subdued performance from Manchester City. They had a great first half. But since the last three or four matches, they've just been scoring a single goal. Which is very unlike Manchester City. But what do you think about that? Well, I think uh, actually they're finally getting a little consistent in terms of their wins because they've not really had a good start to the season. Bearing, you also need to keep in mind the fact that they really had a lot of injuries. Aguero's out again. It is now looking like to sh- it's now looking like it's going to shape up like a usual city side. I think with the absence of. Uh, Aguero, they and 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 Gabriel Jesus also, I think, who's still injured. They do have a strong-looking bench, and and they're looking the part. Obviously, they don't have a, a proper number nine at the moment because both Aguero and Jesus are injured. But I think they're slowly coming into their own. And I must say, it's not really only City, with the exception of Chelsea's performance this weekend, which we'll get to. I think up till now, all the all the matches, which I think what the seven matches or eight matches that have happened so far, all the top teams, whether they've won or lost, have definitely struggled in terms of lackluster performances week after week. So even if they grind out the result, none of them are looking the part. So I don't really think we can blame a City side in particular or a Liverpool side in particular. I also think that there will be some... Um, you know, you can you can actually relate this to the fact that they had a long season last season and a lot of matches got cramped in at the end because of the lockdown. And again, what's happening right now with all the top teams is that because the season started later, because with along with the Champions League, the Carabao Cup, the number of matches that these these teams have is something that is absolutely ridiculous because they all have continuous midweek matches for three weeks in a row to get in that Champions League, along with week after week, uh, English Premier League matches. Now they're going to go on after next week. You'll have a couple of weeks of the international break and you're repeating that that pattern where, again, you're going to have three Champions League uh, matches continuously midweek with some crazy English Premier League football every weekend. And then you go into December in the English Premier League where you know thing, how things are every year. So it's not getting easy for any of the top teams. And, you know, one has to feel for them, even though I'm not elated that the kind of football that is being played, you've got to keep in mind that the important thing for these teams is to make sure that everyone's healthy and injury-free and that and that if they can still grind out the result, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the three points, not necessarily playing the most effective or the most uh, fantastic football in terms of uh, what a match it was. Having said that, I mean, there are definitely people who are making a case for themselves. I mean, Ferran Torres, for one, he's, uh, he had a decent match. He doesn't generally play centre-forward, but he's done. he did a reasonable 
reasonable job here and also diego diego jota for liverpool he is making a case for him to be played in front of firmino maybe i don't think we're going to touch the front three anytime soon but <laughs> maybe like klopp has been experimenting he actually played jota in a in a three with salah leading the line and three and the three behind being jota firmino and mane maybe that's something that can be looked into and have a couple of holding midfielders right in front of the defense we'll see how it gets but yeah i'm really really impressed with jota's performances and i think liverpool are probably not even playing 50% of their potential so from that point of view i'm very very excited with what's to come from from liverpool similarly city again i don't even think that they play 50% of their potential so if i were the other teams i'd be a little bit very of of the the top 2 because once they really are under pressure and once the season really kicks on i expect them to really step it up and move gears fast and their city obviously right now they're in the middle of the table but they have a game in hand and the the difference between i think they only have they're only 4 points behind liverpool so with that game in hand it's still really going to be very tight so they have that advantage of having that game in hand and maybe some of their injury list starts to reduce by then so we'll have to wait and watch you spoke about chelsea briefly so let's move on to chelsea and the match against burnley this finally starting to show signs of their attack attacking prowess Hakim Ziyech looking good he's looking like he belongs here Werner is starting to make an impact Havertz is also showing quite a lot of improvement in the way he's playing and another clean sheet for our man Mendy although he barely had a save to make well that just says a lot about the Chelsea performance overall as well as their defense because don't forget Thiago Silva's been brought in for that he's looking good on that one year contract he's already been good value because he's come in there seems to be settling the defense reese james is there chili is there they look good zuma is there right with thiago and i, I for me that is the probably the the best uh, Uh, the best uh, back four at the moment at least in my opinion they, they've got mendy who understands french and tiago and uh, zuma also so i think that's going to uh, that's going to be imperative for a good coordination between the goalkeeper and the defense and you're right the the attacking third finally looked the part they were absolute class i think on the weekend they looked in firm control of the match and i think it's going to hopefully be the case from a chelsea point of view week can week out going forward because uh, you finally see that they've had a few performances and a, and and a chance to get to know each other now and therefore you can see them gel and it's a strong bench as well because they have the likes of Juru Tammy Abraham to come on i think there's only a lot to look forward to again and i've said this continuously i think for the past few weeks with chelsea there is a lot to look forward to don't forget i think pulisic again got injured uh, timo werner was supposed to be arrested actually uh, on the weekend and and he had to come in all of a sudden because uh, i believe pulisic got got injured last minute in the warm up and 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 what happened was um, that means that pulisic eventually will come back into the side and make it even stronger so uh, definitely excited from a chelsea point of view and uh, just last night on a, on 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 a monday night football depend what did you think of leicester's performance because brendan rogers and vardy <laughs> things are looking good <laughs> oh things are looking really good they had a, another comfortable and strong win 
I think it was needed. They were losing some momentum. I felt after they won against Manchester City, they kind of uh, were slacking a little bit, uh, middling performances with Wadi not playing here and there. But they came back with a bang against Leeds, and absolutely, it 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 was the kind of game that they like. I think with the Leeds being so attacking and keeping possession and you know trying to play, uh, it was perfect for Leicester to hit them on the counter, and they did a very good job of it. I mean, they left no opportunity there to find the back of the net. And an impressive, impressive performance from Leicester. Well, right at the outset, I would definitely probably pl- place a little bit of blame on Bamford because he missed a sitter, and it it was really, really set up for him. There was a nice cross that came in. I I think it was Harrison that 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 headed it back in into the six yard box, and then. Bamford had a clear chance on goal and he just missed. I may be to blame for that. I just put him in my fantasy league team. So, it is expected that <laughs> that would happen. The commentator's curse, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a personal curse for me. <laughs> because what happened was two minutes later, Leicester go up the field on the counter-attack and they score. And Vardy is displaying some amazing pace. He's gotten a couple of good assists. And bear in mind, this is a person that's that started. I, I think I believe he made his Premier League debut at 27. He got yet another golden boot last season. He's only increasing his pace as he ages, and he's going to be a whopping 34 next week. I think for a couple of years now, I think everyone's been questioning whether, you know, age is going to finally catch up with Vardy and he's not going to be able to do what he does with the pace that he's shown. But it's, I mean, he retired from from the England team. He said he won't play for England and he's focusing only on the left side, playing in the Premier League. And he's just showing no signs of aging whatsoever. I think there is a little bit of Zlatan in him. Well, I don't know whether there's a little bit of Zlatan in him, but uh, one thing's for sure, he's doing really, really well. Uh, definitely more pacey than Zlatan, although Zlatan <laughs> will have a lot to say about that. But uh, I, I think he looks really good and is very promising for Leicester. I think they still have a couple of injury worries, which which means that they're only going to get stronger as, as time goes on as well. So, it's going to be very, very interesting because uh, uh, the top teams now include, I would think, Leicester. So, how the top six shape up is going to be very interesting as we move through the season now because post the next international break, things will start, the games will start coming thick and fast and we'll start realizing how important it is to have a bigger squad and exactly what teams like Leicester and Wolves can actually bring to the table. Uh, moving on, let's go and talk about your favorite team, Arsenal, who got a wonderful away win. Absolutely. It's it's party time at Arsenal. Partey has come in and he's he's just reshaped the midfield. He's re-energized it. He did some he had a very good game this time. He did some good defensive work. He gave Arsenal the control that they wanted. Also distributed the ball well, playing out key passes. So it's definitely looking positive. Arsenal get that elusive win away at the top six club. Although I'm not sure it counts, but maybe it does. So that that's also finally a good sign that the soft underbelly or the soft core of Arsenal is kind of going away under Arteta. And finally, after a gap of a few games, Obama Young scores again. So all looking good right now at the Arsenal camp. So that's true. Although what I would like to point out is actually until this game, if you actually compare the records of Arteta... And uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the previous manager. Emery. Absolutely, Emery. If you actually, thanks for that. But if you actually compare the records, 
uh, it's not they're not actually too different they have very very similar records in the last 26 games i think of unai emery and the first 26 of uh, mikel arteta it's probably a lot more positivity because he's uh, managed to bring a trophy in and he's changed the way they play and the outlook so i think that's the reason that there's a lot more positivity around the arsenal camp but otherwise their records are not really too different uh, i think it's uh, really sad to say that you think that is it really a victory against the big six because that's just literally a slap on the face for manchester united but i think if you're an arsenal fan you'll take the victory you've got a good victory at old trafford doesn't happen every day you've got a good victory against one of the top six so from an arsenal point of view like you said a lot of positives oba on the on the uh, score sheet again so again you'll take that for sure i think they've done a very very good job I, if i were uh, an arsenal supporter i'd be pretty happy with that performance and uh, like you said uh, a lot to look forward to a good performance and coming against manchester united i mean say early 2000s this is was the rivalry to look forward to in the premier league this it was arsenal versus manchester united in the 2000s that's what i've been probably i i've grown up what uh, watching that stage or that's where my footballing preferences started forming so it's really it's always good when arsenal wins against Man- manchester united and happening at old trafford is even better and like you said i agree it's party time because i think this pers- this man thomas party he has is the real deal uh, i think he's a very very good buy he's a bargain buy for 45 million and when you spend 45 million on a person and you say he's a bargain buy that just says a lot about how good he is he's good in defense he runs the channels he has some amazing passing prowess i think he's really good all round and uh, absolutely absolutely scintillating by and i am very excited i look forward to what he can actually bring about in the game because because he actually sees those kind of passes he can spread the spread the ball everywhere and 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 open up the game so it's going to be very very interesting because he can add an entire angle to the arsenal game that they probably didn't have Yeah exactly. I mean it might not be fair for us to expect him to do that every time. He probably needs more support and probably Sebayo, Shaka and Elneny everyone needs to pitch in or pull more than what what they've been pulling so far. But it's definitely positive. We can probably carry that midfield a little bit further than what we've seen so far. So that's definitely a lot of pluses there in that game for us. Let's move on well, to Ch- Chirag your second favorite so to say. I don't really know if it's still the second favorite tottenham find a way through uh, to a win against brighton via bale and regular getting the winning goal well i was actually going to save them for last because the special one and a special team are coming good take a look at the table they're actually third in the table now so <laughs> the, the, uh, it's looking good for them and i'm very happy because it's liverpool on top and uh, spurs number 3 and uh, two teams that i like are very much settled in the top 4 already so for me i'm i'm elated mourinho's done it again you you see the fact that he's actually using the likes of kane and song week, week after week in the premier league and looking for bale and carlos winikis in the europa league he settled bale down by doing that bale came on as a substitute what a pass from regular and what a header by bale i think you couldn't ask for anything better both have come from madrid at the end of the day so uh, thank you real madrid on the behalf of spurs we're all very happy because uh, you didn't need them surplus to requirements all right no problem we'll pay half bale's wages you can pay half 
and we let him score the goals for us so i i think all in all a very very good solid performance and you could see the fact that they needed to bounce back because mourinho was not a happy man after that midweek loss at antwerp he actually said he wanted to replace all 11 if he could and it was a absolutely gobsmacking post on instagram where he said i hope everyone is as unhappy as i am today on this bus tomorrow 11 am training <laughs> it's funny when uh, managers have to use instagram to make a point to their team but <laughs> if you look at tottenham versus brighton they they scored twice they hit the post twice but they still didn't look that comfortable or that that much better for most parts of the match but they got the win like you said most teams have been scrappy this weekend and it's probably the pressures of all competitions and the matches all coming together but yeah that antwerp loss in the ufa uh, league were, and the reactions after that were quite something i mean <laughs> i think jose mourinho is outdoing himself in that department at least well it's a special one you can still expect some fireworks from him this season that's for sure moving on now let's go and talk about the the people the teams that actually started hot but are currently nowhere near that because what's happened is um the blue side of mousey side all of a sudden lack quality look very ordinary and uh, are you going to place this down to the absence of hames well maybe yeah i mean not only hames but even i think they have they've been missing key personnel i think luka dinia was missing this game richarlison was not playing this game and hames was not playing this game and we spoke initially we said everton has a thin squad the first 11 they probably can do some damage but overall it might if they stay off injuries then they can really test uh, going deep into the tournament with i mean still posing a challenge but three players missing and it showed it really showed that they lack the depth in the squad and it's not really working without the full strength squad is the only way that they can compete and challenge teams here i think this was the second co- uh, consecutive loss if i'm not mistaken after that defeat at southampton so uh, everton all of a sudden getting pegged back and uh, the professor really needs to look at getting things in order if he doesn't want to lose ground on the usual top top 6 otherwise the usual suspects are going to end up hitting him hard and uh, ancelotti is not really going to be able to do much about it and and again much of the same for for villa because all of a sudden after such a strong start they're throwing it away although you have to say that they did try and 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 mount a comeback at least for what it's worth yeah a couple of late goals for villa against uh, southampton but southampton again as you said last last week i think against everton this week against villa so they they are the ones kind of pulling the surprise starters per se uh, they were they are the ones pulling them back and it looks like southampton now are looking like in a very comfortable position in the league after the last match they have an injury worry to danny ings which might be a big big loss if that happens because a couple of years back i i think he had a very major injury lost a lot of time and it took a lot of time for him to come back to the level that he has been showing recently so that could be a big big worry for them and uh, yes i'm sure everton probably looking for january reinforcements to their squad especially given the start they have they would be probably more hopeful of a better finish and i think you sent me that during the week that they're looking at isco to come in that's been rumored maybe ancelotti already has some other plans in the works as well but i think yes till january they'll need their players to come back and the existing players that they have to really step up 
to keep the momentum going a little bit not fall too far back behind and same for Aston Villa to remain on the bench <laughs> and Pickford to remain on the bench but having said that Pickford remaining on the bench and having conceding goals is not really a good sign so maybe he's going to come right back in but olsen it wasn't really olsen's fault olsen actually had a pretty decent game and made a couple of good saves if you were looking at what olsen did so i don't think that it was a bad performance from from olsen so let's see whether pickford manages to regain his place or whether olsen gets a run of games in the side now Quite i mean pretty. but i think there was a comment that came off ancelotti saying that it's only that pickford is being rested and he'll be back next week so maybe he's just like trying to see who's the better fit or is olsen really up to it so this game even though olsen made a couple of decent saves would not give him an indication so either he plays him for a couple more games and then brings pickford back or pickford comes right back in absolutely and in terms of villa i think they really need to step up their game because honestly when southampton were leading 4-0 that score didn't really flatter them they were really the better team by far and you're right i mean it's upsetting from from my point of view that ings has got injured again because he was he's an ex liverpool player never really hit the heights that we had hoped for so we ended up selling him to southampton and then i think last season he scored around 18 goals if i'm not mistaken for the southampton side and we're thinking where was this when he was at liverpool but unfortunately injuries had stopped him from performing at that level and then you saw him uh, limp off not not a very happy face so let's hope for danny ing's sake that it's a very very minor injury and he can get right back in because this is not a time where you want him to be on the sidelines and from a southampton point of view i don't see the goals coming from anywhere else yeah that's true i think the quality that he brings will be hard to replace for southampton i don't think they have it in their squad per se right now uh, so that that'll be something that even they will be hoping that he comes back pretty quickly chirag i've reserved a special 2 minute section for you to have a go at the team that arsenal beat and beat 1-0 at old trafford i would really like your thoughts on olegana solskjaer and the team that he put out against uh, arsenal Well, Manchester United, what can I say? Ai 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 ai. I don't know what to do with this because for <laughs> starters, I I I really I have no words because I understand that Alex Telles has tested positive so he he's in quarantine and he can't be part of the 18. But what you're doing is you're leaving all your new recruits on the bench. Van der Beek again a substitute, Cavani again a substitute. What Pogba does in the 18 is beyond my comprehension. He was actually put in uh, for a change rather than keeping him on the bench. And uh, we started off with uh, with with Greenwood and Rashford, which is fine. But then you have you paid two hundred thousand pounds a week. You're paying Cavani. What are you thinking by starting him off the bench? And this guy can really make the difference. He has the potential to make a difference. Why don't you start him uh, right off the cuff? Van der Beek has been putting in some amazing performances. Ole himself has said that he's going to play a big part of the future of Manchester United. Yeah, when man, come on, hello. We're already seven games into the season. You've got got him. I, I think they managed to get him before the start of the season. He's had time to settle in. Use him. He's a good player. What are you doing? I really have. Uh, I, I'm a person that was actually very, very happy that uh, Ole came in as uh, as a, as the United manager and he was appointed permanently. And I've always been a fan of uh, Ole getting time. But now I'm starting to get frustrated with the kind of lineup he's putting out because let's face it, United don't have a weak squad. 
it's about how you play them right now and what's even more frustrating is to anzebe again after that psg victory and looking good he's now on the bench instead of starting i think he would he would probably be better suited starting alongside maguire rather than lindelof who has looked very ordinary and i'm not saying that maguire is you know earning any brownie points with me as far as i'm concerned but at least based on the his past experience maguire with leicester and with united deserves that chance to obviously stay and uh, and have a longer run in the team but there are things that can be fixed and ole doesn't seem to be doing them so i'm very very disappointed with united and with ole but i mean it's surprising that a team that wins during the week 5-0 against leipzig and then just doesn't show up i mean it, i don't think they had any intent going into this match against arsenal not that i'm complaining but i i didn't really see them trying to force the pace of the game it was right through and through arsenal controlled the game they played it like they wanted to and uh, there was nothing that manchester united were doing to counter that even after half time you would think that the manager would come in and say uh, either make some changes to the formation or the personnel and you know try and counter it but they seemed very happy just letting the game pass by they thought maybe they could get away uh, with a nil nil draw like they did against chelsea and uh, things would be fine first of all uh let me tell you that i don't think that that 5 nil victory against leipzig is a good indication for the simple reason that uh, marcus rashford came on in the second half and scored three late goals so they were scintillating goals so all credit to rashford for that individual performance but had it not been for him i don't think you would have ended up winning 5 nil they may have won the match but it certainly wouldn't have been such a great score and second of all i don't think that united have they they lack the intent to challenge the top sides because if you're telling me that they are happy with a nil nil victory at chelsea and they're happy doing the same thing when they're at home uh, against arsenal that just tells me that something is wrong because when you're talking about top 6 you don't even include united in a definite top 4 anymore you're talking about top 6 and then you have the likes of leicester and wolves that are playing really really well um i don't think that You, if i were ole i'd be really really worried right now and you know, it may be time for pochettino to come back i was looking at a brendan rogers interview and uh, brendan rogers actually told pochettino hey you know what you had a nice holiday and i think it's time for you to be back and it it, it just maybe i'm just i'm worried whether i want pochettino to manage united right now because it's it's a matter of even being allowed to get in the players he wants uh, from uh, edward wood and uh, uh the people upstairs in the united boardroom so from from a i'm a pochettino fan and i'm i'm a little worried about what's he going to do if he gets in but certainly not elated by the way olegana is really starting his men i think a lot needs to change i mean yeah if pochettino comes in and edward wood doesn't go you'll still have the same story repeating itself again right like we spoke it's like it's been happening cyclically also on a lighter note pochettino is probably doing what mourinho did last year came on the television shows and as a pundit and then eventually got the job maybe it's uh, pochettino trying to do the same thing now he's come into the television as a pundit and maybe just reminding people saying hey i'm here i'm available if you need me so maybe that's what's happening here it it could be it's going to be fun <laughs> if that happens but and and while you say it's not going to change right for united if edward wood stays my problem right now is the fact that ole doesn't have a bad squad and he's probably not playing them 
in their best positions he's not playing the best squad that they have right now and it's something that i would worry about because uh yes of course i am not a coach and i probably don't know what the best thing for united is and obviously uh, all is the best place to to see that uh, but for me it clearly isn't working so he needs to make changes and he needs to make changes fast and i think on that note the pain we can call it a night and we can end today's show absolutely we could go on and on but i think we've done enough for tonight so thanks everyone for listening and uh, hope you guys have a good week and a fantastic upcoming weekend cheers absolutely everyone cheers and see you on the on the other side of a liverpool victory against city